Community Conversations with Community Centres SA. Here's Kerry Ackermans. Welcome to Community Centres SA's podcast, Community Conversations. I'm your host, Kerry Ackermans, CEO of Community Centres SA. We are a peak body for community centres and neighbourhood houses in South Australia. In this episode, I'm talking to Tammy Shepherd, CEO of Tail and Bend Community Centres. Tammy has a long history in the community sector and has been at the Tail and Bend Community Centre for 12 years. Tammy has been the driver of many initiatives at the centre, including building a massive community passenger transport network. Good afternoon, Tammy. How are you? Hi, Kerry. How are you? Good. What's it like up in Tail and Bend? It is absolutely glorious today. Just a perfect day. As it always is in beautiful country areas, particularly up there. Tammy, when I visited your centre, I was just in awe of everything that you've developed and put in place up there, particularly in a regional area. How long have you been involved in the centre? It's about 12 years, isn't it? Yes, it is. Interesting, I have had a state and local government background and I was volunteering in the community running the local Christmas parade. I did that for about seven years and was approached and ended up in this role and honestly this is where I'm meant to be. It feels right. I love it as much today as I did the day I started and yes it's challenging but um, it's so rewarding. It's it's one of the greatest things to come to work every day and, and know that you're making a difference. Of course and Tammy the country areas are all about connections. How does the Tail and Bend Community Centre facilitate those connections? In rural communities, we have to have a really strong emphasis on networking and collaboration because there aren't services often locally for people to access. So we have to be really resourceful in how we can achieve quality outcomes for our community with limited local resources. And so we network really well with and and collaborate with other organisations to achieve uh, just outstanding things with limited funding and resources. Well, I just look at what you've done with the Community Passenger Transport Network. Perhaps you can share how much that covers and what's involved in that. Yeah, so we took on the Passenger Network in 2019 and that's federal and state government funded and we cover six local government regions, which is equates about 35,000 square kilometres. So we've got a bus that runs from Keith to Adelaide Monday to Friday and then a pool of um, 50 volunteer drivers and a fleet of vehicles. We also have a memorandum of understanding with Country Health SA where we can access the hospital cars to transport people to and from medical appointments. The service isn't just for medical. We can provide social trips as well. But when you're covering such a large geographical area, we have to prioritise medical over social to ensure people get essential health services that they need. And Tammy, how do people access that? Do you have to already be part of a program? How does that work? Yeah, so if you're over the age of 65, you have to register with My Age Care and get a transport referral code, and we can assist people with that process. And if you're under 65, the service is available to people of all ages. There's no set criteria for age. However, you, you need to be transport disadvantaged, meaning that you don't have your own vehicle, you don't have family or friends that can transport you. And as long as we've got the pool of volunteers, then we'll transport people pretty much to any appointment that they need of any age. And Tammy, of course, the transport is one of the biggest barriers. On a recent regional trip that I did, that was cited by nearly every region as being a barrier for people participating. Yeah, it's it's a common theme. And I know when our members of parliament go around, they often call in and see us just to talk about community needs. And it comes up time and time again. And 
you know, Australia is such a huge geographical region that it wouldn't matter how many public transport services were in place. There's always going to be gaps. We're, we're, we're never going to be able to you know, cover a, a, a vast distance as thorough as what is needed by community. But as I said, being, you know, collaborating and having those networks in place, you can tap into other services that are around, you can access fleet through other organisations and so being, um, having that, those logistical challenges, but being strategic about that and saying, what are the outcomes? What do we need to achieve? Where's the greatest need? And always having that mentality of let's make it happen. What can we do to make that happen to help our community? That's where that resourcefulness just kicks in and opportunities present. Well, Tammy, when I visited, what I love was the camaraderie that I saw there. And when you talk about 50 volunteer drivers, that's huge. Even the city, that's a huge number. How on earth did you get them all on board? Is it free barbecue every Friday? Oh, we wish we had the funding to do that. Uh, we're so very fortunate. Uh, we were one of the only passenger networks in South Australia that did continue services right throughout COVID. Our volunteers, we put a lot of systems in place. We provided them with all the PPE um, we really nurture our volunteers and I would never put our volunteers in a position of something that I wasn't prepared to do myself. So by nurturing them and making them feel safe, like keeping them informed throughout all of those challenges is what gave us the opportunity for them to stay actively volunteering through that period. They knew we had their back. And we've got a few initiatives within our organisation. We've got some badges that we recognise our volunteers but. At the end of the day, people volunteer with organisations that are fun, friendly, and wherever possible, we try to shelter our volunteers from the compliance that's required. So we know they have to do it, but we hold their hands through those processes so they don't feel overwhelmed. Uh, to become a volunteer driver, there is a, a, an application process, and that can be a little daunting. So we offer support through that process because we know... Once they've completed all those compliance requirements, they are actually going to be a great contributor to the community and we don't ever want people to be isolated or not get involved because they're overwhelmed by the processes that are required to get there. And people just want to help, don't they, Tammy? And if you've got this huge mountain to climb in order to do that, they'll just walk away. So it's fantastic you've got that in place. It really is. And and this is what we're hearing. And um, specifically with younger people as well, you know, I, 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 I don't like hearing when people say young people don't volunteer anymore. They actually do. They contribute in so many ways, especially in rural communities. Uh, you know, working at the canteen at the football clubs and the umpiring at netball. Like, young people are volunteering extensively and young people have a real focus too around wanting to change the world. They want to contribute. They want to make a difference. And so if we brand volunteer experiences around helping people and the benefits that you gain from helping others, which, you know, there are numerous reports um, evidencing that there are benefits to that. So if we make that our focus and we make it fun, then we've, we've been very successful in getting uh, new volunteers and we're regularly each week getting more on board. Well, you certainly do some amazing things at the centre, Tammy. And in fact, you've recently held some very exciting events, including hosting Her Excellency, the Honourable Frances Adamson AC, and she's been singing in your choir. Oh, she is a delight. It, it, it was a tremendous honour and a privilege to host Her Excellency at the centre. And her visit generated so much excitement and pride for our volunteers and staff. And 
look, it just provided us an opportunity to uh, showcase what we do here, the diverse activities and and having so many different programs at the centre creates more opportunity for people to volunteer. They get a choice. Do they want to volunteer in reception or drive the cars, wash cars? You know, there's, there's a role for everyone to be involved. One of the highlights um, of, of having Her Excellency here was her witnessing firsthand the Ranger program and just the the excitement that it provided. She joined our choir and she sang songs like Sweet Caroline, all those favourites. That is a good favourite. (laughs) It is a good favourite. You can't not sing to that when it comes on, no matter who you are. And, you know, we did all the catering in-house with our volunteers who just made delightful, culturally infused canapes. You know, the pride around that and and having someone of, you know, such importance come to our centre... Biggest highlight, her dialogue, the conversation she had with our community members, leaders, volunteers, people were just completely in awe of what she was saying and she just held their undivided attention and just left everyone feeling euphoric. So, you know, what a privilege to have someone. She's an amazing person. So certainly more than a wave. Yes, she is. I've spent a lot of time with her. She is absolutely incredible. And Tammy, of course, you would have all been wearing your new cultural shirts, which I've seen, and are just fabulous. Tell us about those. Yes, we uh, worked with a local Nurunjeri artist to create a design that incorporated birds of the Murray land. And the reason for that is our local council, their logo is a pelican and the Nurunjeri totem is a black swan. And so the football club uh, here is the um, eagle so there was a real prominent theme around birds and it's just been really well received uh, we've been invited to do catering and host a couple of local aboriginal funerals and we proudly wear those shirts we've had people from outside the community center wanting to purchase the shirts and be involved they want to be a part of it and it, it's just that inclusion without having to say anything it, it's showing that you know we're welcome welcoming of all people and it's, it's been a real real delight we're so proud of them Tammy, you do a lot of things up there. One of the things I enjoyed seeing was that woodworking shed, which you would think would be full of men, but it wasn't. You've got a lot of women involved. We do. We've tried numerous times to pitch programs specifically tailored for men, and it just seems to evolve that women like to be involved in in those programs. And so our woodworking class, 80% of the participants are female, and we do, definitely do run other programs as well, like one-day workshops. We've got a wood-turning group that's male-dominated. So we cater to both, but, yeah, we certainly do acknowledge the need for men having spaces to get together and, and share their stories. I'm talking to Tammy Shepherd, CEO of Tail and Bend Community Centre. And, Tammy, let everyone know how they can find out about your programs. How do we find you? We've got two websites, one for the community centre and one for the Murray Mallee Community Passenger Network. So you can Google uh, either of those to get our details or ring the community centre and we'll help you through that process. How people can get involved is just by reaching out. There's so many opportunities and uh, we do an induction with everyone and um, ascertain what, what are your passions. We want people working or volunteering in areas that excite them. And so because we've got so many opportunities, we can have those conversations. Community centres are just remarkable organisations. And the return on investment to government, it's just, I don't even know how to measure that effectively. 
And, you know, what can people do? It was great recently to see that the government invested more money in community centres in South Australia, but it really would be pleasing to see that all centres in South Australia were on par with the national standards uh, for funding. And, you know, the community services industry has experienced a 300% surge in demand post-COVID. Non-clinical health services are overflowing into our sector um, to sustain the growth, we require funding to ensure that we have sufficient staff and resources. The failure to secure this funding could result in burnout and, and, and the loss of the workforce that we need and deficiencies in meeting community needs. You know, that worst-case scenario, we, we need to advocate more um, for, for secured funding and long-term funding for community centres because... What we put back into communities is just beyond reproach. Absolutely, and it's hard to put that value on it, as you said, Tammy. But sometimes what's helped is when people hear the stories. Is there a story that comes to mind of someone or perhaps a group of people that your centre's been able to help? Yeah, look, I don't know how long your podcast goes for. I could spend an infinite amount of time sharing stories. So I'll just choose one straight off the bat. We've got a, a local person who... You know, she just didn't know how to engage in in the community. She had lots of self-doubt. And so started volunteering at the centre just for one morning a week for about an hour and then started to build relationships, connections within the community. She's now actively involved in classes. She's attending numerous social events in the community. She's gained a friendship support group. She did increase her hours initially volunteering at the centre, but she's had to cut back because her social life is just flourishing. And we support that 100% because we're all about capacity building. We're about empowering our volunteers for um, personal growth or professional development. Uh, two, Two of our other local volunteers here have just gained employment in the disability sector through a recommendation that we provided. So... I, you know, firm believer you get so much more out of volunteering than you ever give and the opportunities that present for that, be open to anything that comes your way, any training opportunity, just take it because you just never know what will spark within you as a newfound passion and something that you can progress further. And Tammy, you're certainly creating fabulous regional opportunities because it's very difficult to get pathways for employment, particularly for younger people. Yes, it is. And, you know, again, I'm a firm believer in just getting that hands-on experience. You you can do the trainings and and you can do the courses, but honestly, in rural communities, there is a lack of workforce locally and, you know, there's huge job opportunities around. And I think the best thing that you can do is get involved in volunteering because you can then go in and say, I have lived experience in, in dealing with these scenarios which is a really strong factor for an employer as opposed to having a a degree with no experience. And you can do it within a safe space because the workplace, often people go and they get frightened off because they don't know how to socialise, they're concerned they'll make a mistake. But it's a very caring environment within a community centre, isn't it? Oh, it really is. And and what we're seeing with a lot of our younger people coming through, especially work experience students, you know, there's this digital technology of younger people really don't like talking on the phone. They're, They're happy to text. And so one of the first barriers that people need to overcome when... Uh, starting at the centre is learning how to use the phone and being confident to talk on the phone. Now, 
you know, you can work at McDonald's or you can work at any industry and having skills to talk on a phone are you know, always going to be in great demand. So it's taking small steps. You just, just try and see where it goes and we're always going to support our volunteers here because we all started off as volunteers initially anyway. We don't ever see anyone as making a mistake unless you've done it twice. The first time round, just reach out and somebody will support you and help you. There's no criticism. It is just a wonderful environment. I've been talking to Tammy Shepherd, CEO of Taylor Bank Community Centre. You can contact Community Centres SA and look up our website to find out where Taylor Bend is. But definitely, if you're up that way, go for a visit. But it's outstanding what you've done, Tammy. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, and please call in, pop in, and say hello because we absolutely love taking people through and showing them. And one of the biggest things that we keep hearing in the community is still too many people that don't know what we do as an organisation. And I think that statewide people don't know what community centres do in general. So you've got a local community centre, pop in, see what they do. I, I'm, I promise you, you'll be amazed. And I'd be pushed to say that if you didn't get involved in some way, I'd be shocked. Just your phone number for people to give a call, Tammy. So eight five seven two three five one three. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tammy, and enjoy the day. I will. You too. Thanks, Terry. We'll be releasing each podcast episode every week, easily accessible on communitycentressa.asn.au and can be downloaded on your favourite podcast platform. Feel free to share the podcast with your networks and send us your valuable feedback and ideas for interviews at info at communitycentressa.asn.au. Looking forward to hearing from you. Community Conversations. For more information, check out communitycentressa.asn.au.